0: Welcome to the AR-15 Podcast. AR-15 Podcast. This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. This show is for you. If you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years, there is something we can all do to take our black rifle to the next level.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the AR-15 Podcast. We're up to episode number 194 tonight. And... When you guys get a chance to listen to this show, it will be the day after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you all. Um, and to all a good night. <laughs> that, was, that was two nights ago. Oh. So, uh, you know, J.D., why don't you uh, catch us up on how the
2: listeners can support the show before we get too far into it today? So we've been uh, teaming up with our parent company, Firearms Radio Network, and we've got a pledge page going. Uh, firearmsradio.tv, click on Pledge and uh, find the AR-15 podcast link there. Uh, you can support in a number of ways. We have small battle boxes, big battle boxes, uh, show sponsorships. Uh, also, to any company or industry person that is listening and you want to advertise on the podcast, I am telling you what, we will kick Print Media's ass for your rates. You're paying for a small little piece in a magazine that is going to get tossed away soon or is sitting in somebody's bathroom. Uh, with this, you reach 10,000 dedicated AR listeners and fanatics every week. So if you want to get in on the show, shoot me an email, jd.ar15podcast at gmail.com. That's jd.ar15podcast at gmail.com uh, to talk about advertising um, possibilities on the show. We've uh, done some pretty cool things with Arrow Precision, New Frontier Armory. Uh, RTT has pretty much taken the last six months and done some pretty cool giveaways, too. So that could be your company getting involved in uh, helping build the show and also reaching uh, a select group. I mean, dedicated, focused AR-15 users and people that are passionate about that platform. So once again, check it out, firearmsradio.tv. Click on Pledge. Uh, and go to the AR-15 podcast page, or shoot me an email, jd.ar15podcast at gmail.com.
1: Well, thank you, JD. So, uh, we have a new presence here on the show right now. His name is Michael Holum. Michael, uh, say hello to the guest.
0: Hello, everyone out there in the uh, AR-15 podcast listenership. Proud to be here. Happy to be here.
1: So, Michael has... Is that your platform uh,
0: that you're going to run on? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Proud and happy I don't
0: know it depends on how many
1: votes <laughs> So Michael's been a part of the show uh, Probably since inception uh, But Michael has Had a, a thankless role um, And You know we we really Didn't intend for it to be that way But you know the stuff rolls downhill And Michael was there to catch it all the time Anyways um, um, Michael wrote All of our press releases and Michael has really kind of been involved in, um, in, a, in a meaningful way with every episode because he had to really like dive into it with intense focus while the rest of us were just basically spewing stuff off the, you know, tip of our tongues. He had to really study it to get his whole um, uh, press release, you know, tailored just right for, for the, the, the medium. Um, and of course, you know, he's new to the broadcasting side. We're trying to get him up to speed. Uh, Michael, keep that microphone close to your mouth now because we can't hear you, Barry. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, but, you know, we want to welcome Michael to the show. He's He's been a heck of a great behind-the-scenes contributor. Uh, Michael and I share a profession, um, and he has a, he has a good head on his shoulders. That's a very, very... Uh, meaningful discussions about some of the aspects of the firearms industry that we both have in common. But um, Michael, welcome. Uh, we're Thank glad you very to much. have you. I'm glad to be here. So uh, we also have a you know pantheon of uh, other regular co-hosts and Anthony and JD and guys. You know, you're you're the backbone of the show.
2: So tonight we're just going so gonna he kinda you get huh? like five minutes of an intro and you just say, hey, these guys are the backbone. Yeah, you
1: guys have like been here for how long? You've had an opportunity (laughs) to introduce yourselves to the audience, so I don't think that they need to hear five minutes on either of you two knuckle draggers.
2: Nobody cares about us. Everybody wants to hear about Reed. Well nobody cares about me
1: either. We're just not into iron
3: sights as much as Reed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you'll get there eventually, boys. Come on. Anyway, um You know, before we get uh, into tonight's main topic, we want to thank uh, JWB Military and Brass for sponsoring tonight's main topic. Uh, We'd ask that you go to jwbmilitary.com and use promo code ARP10 for 10% off quality once-fired military reloading brass, AR-500 steel targets, and much, much more. So once again, that's jwbmilitary.com. So we also want to thank RTT for their great participation with the show and the giveaways that they have stepped up for. So JD, why don't you take over from that?
2: I know uh, you're hearing this just after the day after Christmas, but uh, we did give away the uh, builder set, uh, the flag builder set from RTT Firearms to a uh, uh, Joe in uh, Avalon or Avion Park, Florida, and uh, I talked to Joe on the phone just a couple of days ago. Of course you hearing this into the future, but uh, Joe is very ecstatic. Uh, he says he never wins anything, so this is the top of the list. So Joe, a dedicated listener for a very long time, was telling me about the past episodes and how Reed's silky smooth voice puts him to sleep at night. So uh, Joe, congratulations, and also right now, um, I don't have pictures of it at the moment at the time that we're recording this, but we will by the time we get this out to you. Um, RTT is going to be doing a rifle giveaway with us. It's going on right now. Um, We're going to swing it through December to February. Um, Robert's going to put something amazing together out there. We were brainstorming about it. He really wants to think outside of the box. So that's going to be something else RTT is going to do. And then we're going to have a one-day giveaway uh, on Inauguration Day uh, when Trump takes the uh, oath of office. RTT is going to give away one lower to a lucky person, the Trump lower, Make America Great, and the serial number – will be the date of the inauguration. So uh, they're going to do a one-off on that. And uh, one of our lucky listeners will be taking that home uh, on the inauguration day. I think that's the 20th. I'll have to look it up. But we'll give you more info on that in shows to come. And also through our social media, you can connect with us there, Facebook, uh, backslash, or slash AR15 Podcast on Instagram at AR15 Podcast. And uh, you can always shoot us an email at uh, AR15podcast at gmail.com. Well, outstanding.
1: So, based on our lineup of shows through the end of the year, we're really kind of uh, cutting it close to the end here. This should be the last episode heard in 2016. Is that correct, guys? Yes,
3: yes it will be. Uh, the last two weeks, you've gotten to listen to uh, our interview that we did with the Gun Collective, and before that, our wonderful interview with. Uh, Bob Faxon, which just released uh, yesterday or two days ago, which is great. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it.
1: (laughs) Well, outstanding. Well, I guess it's time for an end of the year wrap up then, huh? So, uh, who would have thought the year would end this way? Anybody have any uh, preliminary insights on uh, 2016? Now, don't all three of you new co hosts jump up and. Wouldn't it be looking back at
3: 2016
1: and looking forward at 2017? Well, but we're going to do that next week, looking forward. We're looking back. This is a retrospective. We're going to kind of talk about a, all the exciting stuff that's happened.
3: This has been a crazy year. Um, very weird to see you know, where we're at with the uh, presidential results. I know we were all kind of hoping and leaning that way, and uh, mm-hmm. nice to see it come true, and hopefully Trump's... Uh, gonna live up to his campaign promises and we'll end up you know to make america great again uh-huh. <laughs> or at least help us out with our firearms freedoms well all of us i don't know about you anthony
1: uh, yeah we'll see yeah
3: it actually was worse than i thought it was gonna be because uh, you know, if you remember there were some predictions about it getting better in california yeah it's uh-huh. actually not at all um so, I guess I, all I have to look forward to is what Trump is going to do.
1: You know, I I think the thing that occurs to me and this this is really where I think the excitement of the last year has has kind of initiated has has begun and and how it's going and, and I I think that it's going to take place in the next couple of years. But I think that we're seeing this period where kind of that, you know, innovation and excitement and Creativity that's in the, the AR-15 side of things is going to butt up head, you know, head-to-head head against, you know, the, kind of the core of, you know, strongly run, um, organized, tooled up you know, businesses that are in the industry, and we're going to see, I think, some consolidation and some, I guess, what, what did you call it, Michael? Departmental shifts
0: yeah it's department
1: reorg department reorg i think we're going to see the industry really kind of have to uh mature in their business processes and in in the ways that make them uh stronger more durable entities and operations because you know it's not going to be the wild west for the next 8 years it i i don't think that we're going to go from you know tragedy and you know hyperactivity at the 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 marketplace um, every you know 12 months under uh, what we think is going to happen in a uh, strongly right leaning government in the, at least the next four years and I just I, I just think that some of these companies that weren't run as well but were run on kind of the fumes and the adrenaline of all that rush are going to have to come to grips with what it is to be a mature company now and so I think it's going to be kind of an exciting time I know that um, I think aero precision is probably a, a preliminary example of kind of that push to you know bring other operations under the single umbrella begin to uh, you know take their expertise and expand it into other arenas and consolidations and
2: I'm just excited. We should also call out Ballistic Advantage and tell them we want you guys on the show. <laughs> They're under that uh, Aero Precision umbrella. I, I think I agree with you. The it's gonna we're gonna see a lot of weed out happen over the next couple of years because you know there's no there's no panic there's no the sky is falling is we spent most of 2016 probably thinking the sky was falling and that we would be looking at an assault weapons ban and right now you'd be paying you know 500 bucks for an Anderson lower that's not the case in fact there's a lot on the market now a lot of people are buying guns that have never bought firearms before um, because they're afraid of a tyrannical government and that kind of funny it's just kind of yeah funny how that worked out yeah and, and, and who did they the vote
1: ones... for who, who did all those guys vote for what uh, right. you
3: know they're, they're buying guns to protect themselves well <laughs> from I thought you didn't need guns to protect yourself <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think we're get gonna... the idea of Go ahead, Michael.
0: I'm sorry. I, I was just going to chime in that the, uh, the the thought of tyranny is, is a notion to be sc- scoffed at until, of course, you're on the losing end of an election. Then, then of course, right, there's a the problem.
2: <laughs> but we see, we're going to see that innovators in the industry, and that's kind of cool um, because new stuff will come out. You're not going to be able to rest on your old laurels. You're not going to be able to be the handguard guy at SHOT Show and – look sideways at people that are in new media. You're going to have to embrace new things or you're going to die off. And uh, for me personally, I was thinking 2017 was going to be the year that I build rifles. But now I'm like, well, the sky isn't falling. So I can get that Noveski upper and lower. I can get that battle arms development PDW set up. I'm just going to buy more lowers. So, I mean, hopefully I build something soon. Because I need something to shoot, but it's just expand the, the fact that Trump's in the White House and we're gonna have gun friendly stuff. I'm gonna buy suppressors and lowers like they're going out of style again because the prices are coming down.
1: Now I'm gonna I'm gonna offer up a prediction here. All right, so um, in in 30 years from now, um, the whatever the the latest iteration of the Hoarders show is gonna be doing an episode on JD. His family will have abandoned him, and he'll be sitting in a hovel somewhere surrounded by boxes filled with lowers and boxes filled with uh uh buffer springs and boxes filled with magazines and It'll be this horrible you know experience trying to you know dig your way through his you know hoarder house full of Rifle parts, and there won't be a complete rifle in I don't see the sight.
2: downside of this at all. Could you just described like my ideal retirement. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, what are we going to do with you? You need to build a dang rifle at some point,
2: man. That's that's the plan. I mean, that's the plan. The, um, you know, I really got to the point towards the end of the last year, or till the end of this year. That when the when the election was coming up, you know, I was set with where I was at. I was satisfied. I knew um, Novesky is was ten miles away from where I grew up in Oregon, so that's that's why that's on the list. But at the time, you couldn't get your hands on one unless you wanted to pay an inflated price, and I, I didn't want to do that. But now, now it's there. So now instead of settling, now I can go get the the big stuff that I wanted. Um, thankfully, I don't have a purse deal with my wife like somebody else does uh, on the show. But I'm hoping I'm hoping next year to to bust out the uh, Sammy Hagar tribute 308 uh, arrow that I'm going to build, and uh, hopefully my SBR stamp comes back sometime really? next year. I mean, looking at NFA tracker, it's kind of a depressing experience.
1: You know wait a minute. Are you talking about on SBR? Are you talking about on a on
2: an SBR and suppressor on three suppressors that are well,
1: the SBR should come back pretty quickly. Well, I mean, relatively nope. speaking,
2: yeah. Uh, I checked out have you checked out the new uh, ATF tracker they changed the site all up it's all different i mean it's got some cool features but it's confusing as hell i'm like i just need a tutorial to walk through this thing <laughs> just tell me how long that, how long should i expect to wait that's all i want to know i don't need pretty graphs i don't it's, need bar graphs or pie charts or anything I just It's
1: all luck of the draw i'll I tell know. you that in my experience i've 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 had two items clear on the same day i guarantee you and, and they were filed at completely separate times and completely separate mechanisms, but they ended up on the same reviewer's desk, and they were cleared on the same day. And I guarantee it, somebody just noticed it was the same name. I mean, huh. it, it cannot be any other any other coincidence that. And and I think literally they are just weird things that happen. And. I've seen them where some guy's like, yeah, I got mine in like 90 days. And, you know, it's like it, you know, accidentally fell out of some guy's arm and got put at the top of the stack instead of the bottom or, you know, I I guarantee you. I mean, it's the government. Weird stuff like that happens. And, and Trump will hire more workers from ATF. I, I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe if they. A
0: question based... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you there. I was just going to come back to the initial topic that you started out with as far as retrospective on 2016 and to say what do you all think that 2017 is going to look like as far as that consolidation in a little bit of detail because the election year isn't a secret so if i am running one of these companies and i'm thinking to myself all right well if the election goes our way then the market may taper out and, and and even out some because there'd be less of the panic buying and if it doesn't go our way then there could be severe restrictions so looking ahead how do you How do you steer the ship as far as
2: that goes? You invest your money wisely in new media. (laughs) Like the (laughs)
1: AR-15 podcast. You know, here's what I would say. And, you know, this is just kind of a top-level view. I would say that the companies that have um, rather um, limited lines of production um, are going to want to diversify. You know, if you're just, you know, the king of the handguards and you got some really innovative stuff coming out um I think that you're feeling kind of exposed um because you don't know when uh, tastes are gonna change or um, your brand is gonna lose popularity or you know people are gonna stop um, buying components, and I think you start thinking well, maybe I need to broaden the number of lines I'm in and maybe sell some, you know, uh, muzzle devices or sell some, you know, receivers and get into the the FFL, uh, the SOT business and be a manufacturer. Uh, I think some of them are going to think, you know, let's figure out how to incorporate the, you know, capability of manufacturing barrels. I think they're going to bring manufacturing in-house so they can control... Uh, turnaround and quality and I think that you're going to have some of the smaller companies that just won't be able to keep up as well with uh, slimmer margins and less demand and they're going to shut their doors but I think or, or they'll be acquired but I think that talent is going to stay in the industry and I think it's going to be um, you know basically attracted to other um, better capitalized um, uh, more broadly diversified companies. And I think that they're going to really be able to take the same impact they might have had individually and apply it to, you know, other existing brands. And, and to me, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a good company that just embodies that. And, and I go back to Aerospace Precision because it's a company that we have some experience with. But, you know, I think Mega Arms uh, is headed that way. You know, if you look at Palmetto State in terms of what they offer consumers, in terms of like Spike's Tactical, I, I think that you see the the model of what those companies will become. But I would say that Palmetto is is not dealing in kind of the middle or the upper tier in terms of you know trends and design styles or aesthetics. Uh, I think that they're they're doing. You know, straight up, you know, we're the low-cost quality leader. Um, to who else? You know, the the parts houses. You know, I think that they've already diversified well enough. But when a company like Aerospace uh, or Aero Precision uh, comes out and begins to make their own lowers, and begins to make their own barrels, and begins to make their own furniture, and begins to sell so whole rifles, and uh, through their distribution points, the OEM rifles. And, you know, I think they're broadening that base so that they become more resistant to shock. They become big enough by virtue of the incorporation of uh, larger, you know, velocities of uh, uh, sails. Uh, they, they become capable of um, weathering the hickeys, you know, the the bumps in the road, you know, making sure that they're, they're not going to be, you know, dumped over because of, you know, something... Uh, that you know bigger companies are able to absorb, I think they want to be that place, and so I think they're doing a great job
0: yeah, it's pretty pretty much the the gist of what I was thinking too because when i when I thought about it as we approached the run up to the election, I thought to myself that some of the smaller companies that have niche markets they're unlikely to be able to to sustain the type of growth experienced in the last you know few years if the looming threat of pending legislation isn't always there to drive the sale for first-time buyers so in a way they would become a victim of their own success Mm -hmm. to some degree if, if 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 they did in fact get the election results that they wanted so that was my line of thinking
3: well and i think part of the thing that's going to come into play is the fact that there's not going to be the same demand. People aren't worried about aren't going to be as worried about not being able to buy rifles mm-hmm. come January. Um, <clears throat> people are, are going to slow down a little bit and uh, look at what they really want in rifles rather than just buying a rifle to have it. So we may see uh, you have a little bit more growth in the uh, higher-end rifles or more specialty rifles where we see a little bit of lower-end stuff falling off. Um, and you're going to see products that manage to differentiate themselves sell more, because like we've said in the past, uh, it's we you know got to come up with something new to make make your product interesting because people are getting tired of the same old AR.
2: Right. You know, one of the things I think we're going to see a lot of in the innovation industry for firearms is suppressors. I think we're going to see an explosion, especially if uh, the legislation gets pushed through. Uh, to take those off the nfa list uh, we're going to see an explosion of companies that are coming out to do uh, new suppressors different things different styles um one thing that caught my eye a couple days ago i'm trying to pull up the article real real quick but uh josh waldron uh we've talked to him several times Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. on uh the podcast just recently talked about the election and dude called it even with my skepticism he's like we're gonna win we're gonna win big and man he called it and uh Trump was named the uh, co-chair of the Second Amendment Coalition that uh, Donald Trump has put together. So, I mean, we're going to see suppressors reach an audience that they've never been able to reach before. or People haven't, you know, stepped into it because maybe they've been intimidated or they didn't even know it was legal to have one of those things that made killing in Hollywood, you know, famous. (laughs)
1: You know, that is something that I think is interesting. The, uh, you know there is the possibility of really making some changes in some of those laws. And, you know, you really have to wonder how much they can be successful at, you know, that uh, political goodwill only goes so far. At some point you have to be able to deliver some, you know, wins and some, you know, promises kept in order for you to be able to really make the hard hit and, you know, Trump goes into it in the eyes of many uh, being unable to do those things. And so I think that, you know, he's probably very astute in his approach to, you know, building on a base of uh, successes. I mean, he's already uh, done that with some of the, the uh, appointees he's picked and some of the news uh, that he's garnered with, uh, what is it, the carrier You know, if Mm -hmm. he's able to, you know, build the political capital, uh, you know, fill his reserves and then step into the fray after delivering on a bunch of his promises, who knows? I mean, what would you think about having the uh eighty six um act modified where you could actually buy a machine gun um of course with, you know, a two hundred dollar tax stamp and uh, you know, NFA guidelines, but Wouldn't that be the most awesome thing? I mean, it'd be bad for all the guys who just paid, you know, sixty grand (laughs) for some transferable. But you know, to to open up the registry again, to to say, Uh, you know, what's the problem with having law-abiding Americans who understand what these things are, who understand how to use them and use them for legal purposes? To why can't they go out and buy them? You know, the fact remains that you know any machine gun that you know got into the hands of a criminal is is a criminal machine gun to begin with it's not part of the registry you know i i don't think anybody could tell you that any item that was on the registry ever showed up in a you know crime or at least a number so small it's uh, statistically irrelevant but you know that would be awesome do
0: you think that prices would drop dramatically if that registry were open
1: oh heck yeah I think they absolutely would drop, you know, because all of a sudden you've got how many, you know, millions of M4s in the U.S. arsenal that could be sold at DOD uh, prices. You know, uh, I forget what the aftermarket DOD system is. But, you know, that's amazing.
3: Well, be it nice to see uh, some of those M1s that are still stuck overseas come back, even though they're not in AR. I I still love shooting my M1.
1: Well, and uh, the grand or the uh, the uh, carbine, there's a bunch of carbines that are right.
3: Getting the carbines back.
1: um, I I'm not really sure that the uh, 1911 program was affected all that much, but I'm not sure what the status of it is at this moment.
3: Yeah, I haven't heard much about it. But you know, other than the initial surge behind it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. At this point, the the sky's the limit. You know, nothing has been you know for you know nothing has been closed up in terms of avenues of uh, resolution, and so you know it, it, it's the wild west in terms of what they could
2: accomplish. But you know, uh, an update for you guys from uh, October 15th, uh, they have not the CMP has not. Uh, received authorization to, to, to burst those 1911s. They're waiting for the Secretary of the Army um, to get the approval.
1: Well oh, he's probably waiting on somebody at executive to sign off on something. Yeah. Now, okay, I'm just gonna like shout this out as a, a matter of pride in in my core. Do I need to? <laughs> mad Dog Mattis. I mean, come <laughs> on. Isn't that so awesome? Well, we're gonna
2: we're gonna know really quick how uh, the other side's gonna play ball if um, they give him a waiver or not, because he's got to be seven years off of active duty to take that position, and that has to be I think that has to be done with a sixty a super majority. I don't know. Or majority. But yeah, it is. There's they can block him, Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how the other side plays ball. Um, with Trump's, with that pick, because of, I think it was 2014 when Mattis came out of the service, and you have to be out seven years to be considered for those positions.
1: I wonder if that law can be changed without a supermajority.
2: It's a it's a, it's a waiver that's required, so I don't know if... not know
1: it's if... required because of something. Can the requirement right, yeah, be changed? Yeah, it's
3: not in the Constitution, so uh it would be interesting to see what it would take to change that. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but, yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. But that's just me. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. I, I, I'm excited about it.
0: Didn't he uh appoint, or at least be, uh, toss around another Marine Corps general for Secretary of Homeland Security, I
2: believe?
1: I don't, or am I, am I don't know. I, he could have, no, I just, you know, I haven't c- kept up with any, any of the other ones. But, you know.
2: I remember saying it today. He was, uh... For Homeland Security, John Kelly. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's it. That'd be
1: two. (laughs) Yeah, well.
2: Apparently, apparently the uh, Washington Post is concerned about the heavy military influence in Trump's cabinet.
3: The Washington Post is going to be concerned (laughs) over whoever
1: Donald Trump picks. (laughs) Continuing on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Is there something that the the Trump presidency is gonna do the Washington Post won't be concerned about?
0: That's a better question. That's more that's an oh. easier answer. The Washington,
1: the Washington Post, Post is concerned about the China pattern being selected in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I don't know. Well so um, you know, when we're recording this, we haven't had Christmas yet. We've already done our Christmas gift show. But this is going to be coming out the day after Christmas. So, guys, is there one thing AR-related on your Christmas list you're hoping you get this year?
2: I'm hoping that uh, you buy me a Noveski upper and lower combo. So, I'll even take a Gen 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was th- I-
1: I wouldn't hold your breath for that. Michael. So you're saying you saying there's a chance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Said I was uh, thinking about buying a Christmas present for myself and putting in uh, for an SBR personally.
1: Oh yeah,
0: but we'll see how it works out. You guys are scaring me with the process. I'm thinking that my uh, that I, that I may never get it. It might go into a black hole if I put in the paperwork.
1: Oh no, <laughs> it won't go to a black hole. No. But you have to treat it like your retirement. You put the money in and you just don't look at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, so I'm hoping I've got I still have a week to ponder.
1: Well, my, Anthony, what do
3: you got? Um, I'm still uh, still really excited about that CQR stock I talked about in our Christmas gifts uh, uh, episode. You know, it was a really cool looking stock, regardless of whether or not I have to have the stupid thumb hole insert because of the People's <laughs> Republic of California. <laughs>
0: California stand. What about you, Reed?
3: That's you know, California with a K, by the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have been pondering a pistol acquisition and i've never been a glock guy oh but i'm 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 pondering a glock glock curious (laughs) i guess i'm glock curious yeah yeah
2: be careful you can get some stds from that
1: don't tell anybody at sig that you know i'm thinking about a glock because i wouldn't want anybody to like come down and chastise me for that but
2: can you share which model?
1: You know, I'm thinking a 17 or a 19. I mean, I'll tell you, I've got a, I've got a, what is it, a G20. I've got a 10-millimeter Glock, and I got it because of the oddball caliber.
3: That's really the only reason I would own a Glock is because the 10-millimeter Glocks are actually pretty sweet. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, I mean, that, that's that's one Glock that I gladly bought. But I'm thinking about a like a Glock 17 or a Glock 19.
2: And uh, Reed's mascot has joined us for this yeah, part so of the yeah. episode. For, the, for those okay, listening so and not watching. <laughs>
1: There's now a
2: cat I was actually on wondering
1: about
0: that.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: the cat is.
0: No, my screen, my, screen, my screen had frozen for a moment, and I just saw the tail, and it was blurring in <laughs> with the lines of the chair, and I, I started shaking my head, and I was like, wait, what am I looking at? <laughs> 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 I started freaking out for a minute. I thought. Wait, uh, something's wrong with my computer for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about a Glock. You know, really, uh, when it comes down to it, uh, you know, all the other things uh, pretty much uh, are where I want them right now. You know, I still have a few on the bucket list, but I'm not at a point where I want to get them. But uh, yeah, the Glock is probably the the next big thing. Oh, you know what? I, I wanted to to you know let you guys know that one of our listeners uh, chimed in. And uh, basically gave me the scoop on something that I've been uh, actively searching for for some time. So one of our listeners, Greg L., he sends me an email and uh, he's uh, asked me uh, about my uh, 357 SIG uh, rifle. And uh, I told him I wanted a, a short barrel for it. And he pointed me in the direction of, and I'm going to make sure I get this right. Let's see. Circle 10, right? Yeah, but it's quarter circle 10. Let me see. Quarter circle 10. And, uh, you know, I think the focus of their company is pistol caliber ARs. And so uh, they have a 40, 45, uh, I think. Think once upon a time they had a 10 millimeter. I'm not sure if that is, you know, my imagination or reality. But um, they now have 357 Sig barrels and guidance and some resources on how to help uh, consumers put together a pistol caliber carbine that's uh, chambered in 357 Sig. And so that's that's exciting. And and you know, that's kind of the the beauty of our listener base that. Uh we're all out there, we're all excited, we're all sharing, and we're all growing in our own knowledge because we are sharing and uh you know Greg clued me in, so <laughs> now I've got one on the way
2: nice I think uh, in all seriousness, the uh acquisition that'll be next on my list is an h k um I've been wanting for a very, very long time uh won't get to have a real one, but it'll be the closest that I possibly can get without losing half of my stuff. Mm-hmm. So.
1: <laughs> now you're bringing that up on a show so I don't cuss you out like I already have twice.
2: <laughs> I see what you're doing.
1: I'm going to spite you. I'm going to spite you and get one. Go ahead. No. <laughs> the MP5, the MP5 is, you know, like the top of my, you know, bucket list of firearms to get. That one I mean it's mm.
2: I mean it's the it's the uh, S- p5k Mm -hmm. it's a civilian version they just released and it takes quite a bit of work to uh you know file a form one on it and then put the 922 compliance parts on it Mm -hmm. but and it'll be it'll be a money pit but i will grin like a fool uh when i get to shoot it so now
1: there's a uh there's an outfit here in Carrollton. i don't want to get their name wrong but i'm gonna look them up I think it's uh, TPM Outfitters.
2: Yeah, and the good thing is, is the price of them ha- has actually come down just a little bit.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah, TPM Outfitters are HK specialists, and if you go to TPMOutfitters.net, you'll uh, catch their website. And basically, I think both of the principals are uh, HK trained uh, gunsmiths. And they do a bang-up job of taking uh, kits and, uh, what is it, the SP5Ks and converting them into any variant that you want. Um, They comply with the law, so they help you through the process. And I've never done business with them, so I don't know the extent of, of how those relationships work, but... I mean, they've got some HK or some MP5SDs in their inventory, some that they've converted for customers, and so just some sweet projects that they've done. And it's pricey. I mean, HK is is not a uh, uh, low-cost leader in terms of brand, uh, and what they're asking uh, out of these builds is pretty substantive, but I tell you what, at uh, TPM Outfitters, their work is top notch. It looks beautiful, but that's what I'm going to do, JD, because they're local and I don't have to go through all the machinations that you do to get it done. <laughs> Dick, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go ahead and be that way, JD.
2: I will. So, uh, damn, that gallery is pretty nice for at TPM. It is. It is. Oh,
1: goodness, it, I mean, if goodness. if you're like a into HK gun, you know what? You like porn. Gosh. Yep. If you're into HK gun
2: porn, that's that's the place to go. Did you just say porn on the podcast? Nope, you did Jeez. I spelled it out. <laughs> I don't think that's a. I don't, I don't think those that are the words. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is. All right. Well, you know. All right. Let's uh. Let's cut this real quick. Not cut, cut, but we got a couple of questions to we'll throw in there, and then we'll continue on our. All right. Um, this is kind of. We haven't had a show like this in forever, uh, because we've had freaking everybody on the show pretty much the last six months. It's so, uh, it's, it's been nice. a
1: long, long run of guests and interviews and just really kind of you know kind of reaching out to people that are doing some great things and some fun things and seeing what that's all about. I think it's been a very productive year in that regard.
2: Go yeah, ahead So with it's the cool questions. to just, especially at the end of the year, as we just kind of hang out and sit around the table and BS a little bit. Um, on Facebook, Billy writes in and says, uh, I'm looking to get a multi-purpose 7.62 can for my bolt guns and ARs, mostly for hunting. Any suggestions? I... I'm going to be of the Saker 762 from Silencer Co., that's um,
1: absolutely. That's I, what I'm I a
2: huge fan of.
1: And, you know, here's the thing that I like about that. Their, their MAD mount system, they've got some direct thread options, they've got their um, uh, trifecta option, their muzzle brake, their um, um, straight up, uh, it's not a muzzle brake, it's just a muzzle device. You know, for the trifecta mount. They do the AAC 50, what is it, 51, 52-tooth mount. Uh, they do a YHM mount. Uh, they're as, you know, uh, versatile uh, a suppressor as I've come across to date. And I think, what is it, the the maximum is a 300 uh, uh, Ultramag. Is it a Weatherby Ultramag? You, uh, Remington? Maybe it's a Rum. Remington Ultramag? Yeah, looking it up real quick. But, I mean, it, it's a very, very versatile can. And it's well-constructed. And, geez, I just don't think you can go wrong with that.
2: Yeah, 5.56 five, to 7.62, it's not going to be anything in between. Well, that's because you don't go to the right places, J.D. Um, on com. Did you go to their <laughs> materials? Jeez. <laughs> See, Michael, this is this is exactly what you're gonna have to put up with.
0: <laughs> well, see, it, you know, it's not a surprise because I've I've actually watched all the episodes to write the the uh, the press releases for them, so at least I had
2: some inkling <laughs> before I got here. So wait a minute, let me get this straight. Reed, he's listened to all the episodes and he still willingly joined us tonight. Yes, yes, <laughs> Michael,
1: Michael volunteered.
2: <laughs> Isn't that what Navy
0: means? Never again volunteering yourself. I, I was politely asked, and I thought, "Hey, man, that'll be great. That's exciting. I don't, I don't see why not." And then, and then, but as long as I'm not the target, then I'm just gonna sit quietly. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I tell you what, though, Michael, I, I'm gonna, going to
0: Marine?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna come over, Michael, and I'm gonna tape that mic to your lower lip. I haven't I got tape. I, I can
3: read. I can uh, suggest a brand of tape that we use uh, all the time on actors. All right. Good. Yeah. You let
1: me know what that is. Do this. Yeah. I, all right. Is well. Anyway.
0: I'm, I'm just gonna hold it in my hand. <laughs>
2: we'll all work on. We'll work on something. Equipment. We'll we'll figure something out to, to get you a little bit more of a level. But Billy, to, to answer your question, um, the Sager 762 for me because, I um, contrary to popular belief, I don't just buy any lower. I research crap out of anything i buy it's almost obsessive compulsive and so for eight nine months i researched what uh, suppressor to get and for my 308 guns that my i have a bolt and a ar uh the saker was the one that each time i was looking around for reviews or people who had them or put hands on them or was able to check them out at a shop or a range it just blew away everything else i could find at the time mm,
1: nothing like having a like co-host 300- Send you an email at 3 in the morning, hey, just one more question, man.
2: <laughs> and that was an awkward pause.
1: Well, only We delete things, say it. don't we?
2: We do. Well, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> it don't seem quite as awkward. <laughs> All right, does anybody else have anything to add? Anthony, would you like to tell us about suppressors? I'm oh, sorry, what's a suppressor?
3: What does <laughs> the things that make guns silent? According to Hollywood. I mean, yeah. According not, like, to Hollywood. Pew pew pew. Making,
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Tyler uh, wrote in, um, just asking, just your quick thoughts, um, red dots versus variable powered scopes. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I've got a couple of one to fours and a couple of uh, red dots, and I'm, I'm still an iron sight guy, so. Uh.
2: If if iron sights aren't in the conversation, can you give me one of those two, please? A recommendation? You know, I have
1: not formed a preference. I am, you know, I'm schizophrenic. I'm I'm just as comfortable behind the one as I am the other. You know, my vision's not what it was when I was learning how to use the iron sights. So you know, some variable magnification kind of appeals to me on some days. But then, you know, uh, you know, I sat there and, you know, used a, uh, what, a three uh, MOA red dot and, you know, filled up the, you know, the center of a, you know, targeted 100 yards and never straight added it with my AR. And, you know, that's fine. It does a great job. So, you know, I think maybe if you could narrow down what you're going to use it for, we might be able to put a finer yeah, point that, on that.
3: That was definitely the reason behind my answer is because I have rifles set up with both. Um, and, you know, I've got, you know, rifles set up with a red dot, rifle set up with a 1x6. And i got a rifle set up with a 4 to 16 So, you know, it just depends on what I'm using it for.
1: How about you, J.D.? Have you built any uh, rifles you've been able to put a red dot on?
2: Man, I had I had this sick setup on an uh, arrow lower. with I tried to put my EOTech on it, and it was flush. It looked great. I was able to put it back through the, the end of the lower. It, it was awesome.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, I had uh, I have, I have an EOTech on my, uh, unfortunately... When EOTech says that temperature affects it from this range to this range, and you live in Vegas, uh, you hit hit that higher-end range. So uh, I I had a a couple of EOTechs on my uh, rifles, and uh, they're no longer with us anymore. Uh, They've been turned into suppressors. amazing how that happens. (laughs) Well, Michael, do you have a choice?
0: I think it goes back to the use case question. I'm not as familiar with the the two tools as, as maybe the rest of you are, but in my case, I don't do a whole lot of long-range shooting, and you'll be proud of me. I don't have an optic on my rifle right now. I'm just using irons. But if I had my pick for an all-purpose rifle, I would pick a red dot because I don't really have any reason other than just target shooting to shoot that far. So... I think I would probably prefer a red dot.
2: You know, if somebody was looking for innovation this year, um, you know how they have those cataract windshields. You could do one of those uh, cataract iron sight setups for Reed. You know, he said his eyesight sounds good as it used to be. You get that magnification in there, like that big windshield going. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's it's like a clown car window. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to work out just fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: you would vote for Michael. <laughs> oh man <laughs> well so shot shows on the horizon is there anybody that you guys are interested in seeing at shot show that it may not have been as high on your list in the past
2: um i think some of the new co- companies that we've connected with this year um it'll be cool to talk to rocky and her husband from uh, unbranded yes. and critical capabilities it'll be it'll be really cool to to meet with him, um, especially discuss some of the, the mass, you know, manufacturing side of the industry that, that intrigues me. Um, seeing who's going to be at the next level up there by the media room. Um, last year, New Frontier was there. I think they've they've got a booth this year um, in the main room or in one of the rooms. And then uh, our friends at RTT will be on the next level there. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing them. Uh, they actually uh, brought up, Maybe doing some live stuff from the booth, so we may be doing some of that, uh, depending on what the access is to signal there with those walls and all the concrete. and then. We did attempt to do
3: – we got a show off uh, show off from the media room. I don't remember if it was an AHAR 15 show or if it was – maybe in the This Week in Gun show. But we recorded a show from the media room, and it turned out okay until they tried to kick us out.
1: <laughs> well, you know what we need to do? Yeah. We need to run about 200 yards of Cat 5 out of the media room. Mm, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible, actually. Well, and, Anthony, we're <laughs> going to make you be the guy that gets it set up and all working.
2: I would actually like to see us do a show from Shot. I think Anthony and I can figure out how we can make that happen. Um, right, Anthony? Absolutely. Okay. So he's more confident about it than I am because oh, we'll make I try it, work. I try we'll it, make it and work. then we'll go to the heart attack grill to. Drowned our sorrows.
1: Absolutely. So I'm watching TV the other day. They're doing a show about all these great burger joints. Heart Attack Grill. And I'm like, J.D., uh, Heart Attack Grill, you know, question mark, question mark, what? You didn't take me?
2: Damn it. Yeah. Well, it's he's because, like, Reed, we were only we were only dating for like four months that. Yeah. Part. I didn't know yeah. if we're like a long-term <laughs> deal or not. So I didn't want to bring out my great burger uh, joints in Vegas.
1: Uh-huh, no. uh-huh. You should see the restaurant he yes, no, took me to. I, I, you
2: know. Anthony That's and I you- are
1: sitting there wearing plastic bibs, you know, trying to you know, get <laughs> crab legs out of an all-you-can-eat crab joint. So, Wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all went to a crab leg place in Vegas? It was no, actually pretty like, good. No ocean around there.
1: That's what I said. I mean, okay. what do they do? Fly it's them in on a Vegas.
2: one-way jet? Yep. They fly them in. They fly them into the casino. They fly them into the restaurants, man. We got stuff here every day. We got world-class restaurants here. Along with a bunch of other stuff. but
1: Okay, but I guess <laughs> that place was it. in a strip center. It wasn't <laughs> in a hotel casino. There's See, a difference. Yeah, but did you die
2: afterwards? <laughs> yeah. And here's the misconception that a good restaurant has to be at one of the casinos or, or downtown on Las Vegas Boulevard. What people don't realize when they come to Vegas, a lot of times these chefs that work at these amazing restaurants, they get burned out. So they go out into the suburbs, open up a little hole in the wall place, and you can't get a reservation or a table there for six months. So when you venture out of Vegas and you you look around and you read Yelp reviews, you'll see world-class chefs have just opened a hole in the wall because they're burned out.
1: But I'm going to go back to my initial statements and remind you once again, there was not a waiting list at the plastic bib-wearing crab leg place, (laughs) nor am I aware of anything but teenagers working there. Including the kitchen.
2: I have a picture of you with a bib on and a big smile. What the hell?
1: I'm heck not saying want, I man? didn't enjoy myself. I just feel <laughs> dirty with how mistreated I was that you didn't take well, me to the great burger joint and then, in town.
2: And then you wanted the next day He's like, take me, take me to Pawn Stars. So took him to Pawn Stars. I'm like, dude, yeah, it's going to be like, like five with, minutes.
3: Are you still doing the paleo diet thing?
1: <laughs> Can, will we be able to eat
2: at normal places? Yeah, we'll be able to eat at normal places for, yeah, a, for, was... for at least a dinner or two. Be- the best <laughs> lunch story from Shot Show last year. We went to this restaurant uh, just outside of the convention. We're sitting down, and Reed Reed is the most difficult person to order food ever because he's got to follow this diet and everything. And and um, it was he a, tells it was mattress. a thirty day diet. I'm done with it. All right. He tells the waitress, he's like, "Can I get these without the buns?" And then the waitress says, "Sure, I'll eat your buns." And oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find that place last time I was
3: in Vegas for work, and I couldn't find that place again. I was very sad. And I just I want to let the
1: audience know, everybody was wearing their clothes, it wasn't that kind of place. No, it, it is
0: was- Vegas, that is allowed though, so I mean, you have to clarify.
2: No, you have to wear clothes here. I, I live and work here, you gotta wear clothes. <laughs> but... Yeah, we can go to we'll we'll find a good burger. I don't know if it's going to be at the Heart Attack Grill, dude. But I'm
1: not saying it has to be the Heart Attack Grill. I think it it has to be the best burger in town.
2: Best burger in town. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Yeah. We got food trucks that have some of the best burgers in That's town. That's fine.
3: I was to say, we're we're gonna talk about this later.
2: <laughs> yeah, All sorry I'm about saying, that. If you're if you're listening this podcast burger. still, you haven't you haven't disconnected on us. Uh, um, if you're ever in Ooh. Vegas, look us up. We'll we'll give you some tips. <laughs>
1: Now, here's another thing. I want to remind the listeners that when we go to Vegas and we do SHOT, um, we are, of course, trying to connect with the people that we've created relationships with, trying to find the people that um, we have come across and think are innovators. But, you know, you guys provide us a lot of leads. You tell us about the companies that you're hearing about. You tell us about the companies that you are invested in and ask us to stop by. I want you guys to do that again. I want us to be able to touch base with some of those companies, some of those individuals, some of those personalities, whoever they may be, so that we can, you know, once again, you know, expand our horizons, provide uh, more resources and contacts and get opportunities to have new people on the show and basically bring you guys, the, the listening audience, the very people you want us to bring you. So we can't know that um, uh, unless you basically let us know. You know, it's kind of like, you know, one of my old ex-wives. I had to tell her that I can't read her damn mind. (laughs) (laughs) So let us know, and we will go out and do our dead-level best to find those folks, connect with them, and bring them back to the show.
2: And honestly, there's only one company that will remain unnamed that uh, we will we have on our you know naughty list i guess if you want to call it i don't know christmas was yesterday but uh, everybody else is open and fair game and even they could be because we've had others that have been on the naughty list and been able to work things out so um, yeah that's because you, have any of
1: those suggestions. you decided that it had to be so yeah, and
2: it you worked know what? Out really it's one of the well. <laughs> and it's one of the, yeah it did work out really well and uh it's probably one of the fastest uh downloaded uh, episodes of the year so
1: well in any case Moving on to new business. So yes, uh, listeners, send in your suggestions, send in your your wildest hopes and dreams, um, and uh, we'll do what we can to make contacts with any of the folks over there at Shot. Um,
2: so who did we who did we talk to last year at Shot that we didn't that we haven't had on the show?
1: We talked to YHM, uh, and we wanted to get them on. Um, LMT. LMT, Uh, we talked to um, LWRCI, um, Uh, American Defense Manufacturing, yeah, we talked to uh, Gemtech, and we talked to Troy, Palmetto, Uh, yeah, we talked to Palmetto, Um, who else, who else, who else, I mean, there's probably another half a dozen names, and, you know, uh, let's see, who else, Uh, CMMG, talked to them, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I think that that we all understand that at the times that we've been talking to these companies, they've just been under the gun to get more product out, more product in the hands of buyers, you know, ramp up production, you know, be good stewards of the companies they're running. I get it. They're busy. But by golly, next year, you shouldn't be that dang busy that you can't
2: talk to us. <laughs> yeah. so. so what's the email that they can shoot you uh, for suggestions on who to talk to?
1: Um, you can send it to uh AR fifteen podcast at gmail dot com or you can send it to J D at where?
2: J D dot AR fifteen podcast at gmail dot com. That's JD dot ar fifteen podcast at gmail dot com. Um so as we're moving towards the end of our banter, I guess. Um what do you guys who would you like to see us talk to in uh twenty seventeen if you guys each had a choice of two? Who would come to mind for you?
1: A choice of two? Yeah. You know, I think for me, number one, I'd like to get Pete Brownell back on the show. You know, sure. I think that uh, I'd like to get his take on, on where the future goes, um, considering his uh, tenure uh, at the NRA, uh, where he's headed in his leadership role there, um, where Brownell's is in terms of, uh, you know, the company and just his general thoughts about the, the landscape ahead. Um, in terms of just a, a company outside of uh, I mean, just, just someone in the, in the in the AR side of things, I'd like to see Novesky, someone from Novesky come on the show and talk to us about Novesky. Talk to us about uh, where they've been, where they're headed to. You know, uh, Novesky suffered the loss of their, their founder and. Um, you know they're still there. They're still making great rifles, and you know uh, I know that we've uh, spoken to uh, their president before and um, his uh, some of his prior endeavors, and and so I, I'd like to get them on and just kind of pick their brains and see what they're all about.
2: Nice, uh,
1: Anthony.
3: Um, like I said I would like to talk to uh, definitely like to talk to the uh, American defense manufacturing because they're a company. Um, that make quite a few products that I like. Um, a couple of, you know, I can get, think of a couple others that might be interesting to have on. Um, some of, you know, I would like to talk to somebody from Ruger. I know they're not a uh, super, you know, they're not a super into the ARs, but they've uh, done some pretty interesting things with their SR556 and SR762 platform and they're, you know, completely takedown rifle, mm-hmm. uh, or AR style rifles, pretty cool. So be interesting to get on and talk to somebody about them, about their platforms. Uh, yeah, just, you know, you know, talk to people who are doing things that are different. Michael?
0: Well, I'd like to hear from Silencer Co. again, just because I'd like to get their thoughts on where they think the future is headed for their particular line of products. Now that there's a paradigm shift in, in the, uh, in the congress and in the white house and then i i would also like to hear from uh some of the the ammunition manufacturers and and what their thoughts are on some of the match grade performance rounds like hornady and stuff like that i don't mm-hmm. know if that's even possible but i think it'd be pretty interesting
1: ooh
3: you know yeah getting somebody from uh, like black hills on that does a lot of the you know specialty match grade stuff would be pretty interesting and they'd have a lot to say about you know tuning tuning rounds for ar oh yeah yeah, well, as a great. new
0: guy, I, you know, I, I'm I'm newer to the hobby and to the sport and all that other stuff, and so a lot of times, when starting out, at least for me, there's a lot of questions about like what gear you should get, like what type of what type of hardware you should get for your rifle, but the ammunition that you put in it is obviously really important too. Well, so
3: then you get crazy and you, you you get into that kind of stuff back there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that, by the way.
1: Now I want to point out it's that Michael stuff. lives. Not that far from me, in the same city. He has my email address. He he does the uh the press releases for the show. And not once in his statement there was there any indication that he was gonna give me a call and ask me a dang question.
2: No. Oh Because you just clowned on me a little bit ago for asking questions about suppressors. Uh wait, what? I didn't. We don't want to scare them away too early. Reed. come oh. on, in. All right. So mine, I got, I got one that's one that's realistic and one that's probably a bucket list. All right. For, uh, you know, those pie in the sky. So first, uh, I want to talk to Battle Arms Development. Um, oh yeah, they're, they're just down the road for me in Henderson. Um, Thing We tried several times. They've been great, but we just couldn't get stuff lined up. They had stuff going on. We had stuff going on. Um, so it would be awesome to talk to them. We'll connect with them at SHOT Show and uh, see what we can't do to get them on the show. Uh, big fans of what they're doing. Second, I'd like to get Donald Trump Jr. on and talk about the Second Amendment Coalition that his dad put together and how it applies to AR-15s and the sporting rifle. Now, I'd say that's pie in the sky. But we've had the uh, co-chair of that new committee on the show several times. And uh, I'm pretty sure something could happen. See,
1: I would have thought Battle Arms would be pie in the sky. So I don't know what you're thinking.
2: No, the thing is, is Battle Arms was, was available to come on several times. It just didn't line up for shows that we already had scheduled. And then they'd, had, they'd be out of town. And they're a pretty small group. So um, hopefully in the new year. Once stuff settles down from SHOT Show and before the NRA show, uh, we can get battle arms on.
1: Well, I think that would be exciting. Well, hey, I know that we've bored everybody with uh, my dulcet tones uh, long enough. So uh, we got some feedback. Um, Why don't you uh, get started on the first
2: one there, J.D.? Uh, Justin wrote in about uh, 300 blackout powder. Um, I heard Reed talking about getting some brass to reload from a sponsor, and I was wondering which powder he prefers for Supersonic and Subsonic. So, Mr. Reed,
1: you know what? I have not loaded any Subsonic yet. I'm, I'm only loading Supersonic. And, you know, I like, uh, what is it, Accurate 1680? Uh, I love that stuff. Uh, I don't want to give the formula out because I uh, uh, don't want to be wrong. But you know I'm, I'm putting the measure of the powder on uh, uh, what are they a Sierra Open Tip uh, 220 grain um, 30 caliber projectiles, and uh, you know I'm using brass of all sorts and primers of all sorts. But I've had pretty good luck, so uh, I'm 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 really really happy with the the uh, 1680. And so I'm gonna let Anthony take the next one.
3: Uh, sure, D writes in. Sure enjoyed the podcast. I Was wondering if you meant the episode numbers on the if you meant the episode numbers on the website jumping from 188 to 193. Did we miss a few? No, you did. Um, we've been a little out of order because we've had some excellent opportunities to do interviews um, and getting stuff out in a timely manner. Uh, we skipped around a little bit so that we could get you guys content in the best order possible. Uh, for you guys to enjoy. So hopefully after this, uh, things should uh, be staying in order for a while.
2: You know, I think that that's probably. the simple answers, I can't count. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that does bring to bear a, a, a question that may not necessarily be as obvious to a, a casual listener um, about the way that the show has to run. Uh, you know, we're we're not like uh, any of the the professionally run like NPR podcasts or the more professionally run. Sponsored uh, technology podcasts where, you know, someone's out there figuring out what each episode is going to be. Is that any staff to make it, you know, sound good and writing content? Uh, You know, uh, we take as many opportunities as we can to fill out the content and the, you know, fill out the, 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 sheet the dance sheet with you know uh, people that are willing to talk to us about things you're interested in and sometimes they just end up all colliding at the same time you know of course with a crazy election cycle that we had going on we had a lot of people that wanted to talk to us but then we had people that had a uh, desire to talk to us they had nothing to do with the election so we're trying to mesh all these different episodes and for whatever reason I keep putting numbers at the beginning of the episodes we record instead of <laughs> leaving it blank so we can just you know put the <laughs> properly recorded number for a sequential release but that's only because JD can't throttle me through the
2: you know Google hangout yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, you know I think we had a
2: I think we had a point there in uh, about a month ago where in a two-week period we recorded seven shows oh yeah I mean, really? we yeah, we there were, was a night that we were recording two shows. Yeah, we were. I think we did a, a Monday and a Wednesday, and we did two shows each of those days, just because, you know, we had the Gun Collective, and uh, as you've just listened to the last two weeks, if you haven't, check it out, because uh, even John said, you know, nobody ever asks us this stuff, so we got into who they are, what they do, and why they do it. But uh, and Rocky was able to stay for two shows, and then Rocky um called springfield and said hey let's do a show on the saint and so we were able to put that together and so you know going out of order sorry guys i know for some that like things in sequential order uh, we got a little loose there but hopefully uh, we'll get back on track here's uh we start the new year
1: all right so i'm gonna let the new guy handle the next one
2: bring the mic close
1: you have to read it out loud michael
2: I'm sorry, I did not
0: hear anything you just said. <laughs>
1: See, that, that sounds like some passive now. aggression there. All right, Michael, <laughs> we're going to let you read Big Allen Nevada's feedback.
0: Gotcha. Now I'm reading you. So we have Big Allen Nevada asking, Hi all, I've been enjoying the podcast for about a year, and I've dug through some of the older podcasts. I have a few questions. First, what are your opinions on dissipator rifles? My youngest, who has a great vision, is interested in an irons-only rifle. I've considered building one for him. I'm thinking more of a fake dissipator with mid-length gas. And he, he goes on for two more. Would you
2: like to hear them first, or would you prefer to answer in order? Let, let's answer one at a time. You know,
1: if I'm Reed. not if I'm not wrong, the dissipator rifle is like a uh, it's a mid-length. It's like an 18-inch rifle barrel with a rifle-length gas system, and so you're using full-length handguards. But instead of having the the, the length of barrel. Um, extending beyond the handguards, it's a little shorter, so it's an interesting look. I'm, I'm not real, a real big fan of the dissipated rifle. You know, I do have, uh, an 18-inch barrel on a rifle, uh, that has a mid-length gas system, and I I like it, but, you know, I, I just don't like the rifle-length, you know, two-piece handguards. So, um you know in terms of, of what you're looking for i think it's fine i think that um you can probably find a very reasonably priced version of what you just spec out there on Pia, uh, palmetto state and their website but um you know go with what you want you know don't consider what but what our opinions are in a particular aesthetic look because you know at the end of the day that's just like asking two women which color of blue they like you know mm.
2: <laughs> 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 for comments in plates
1: read at ar <ar15.com>. 15 <laughs> so um, go ahead with the next one there michael
0: next i'm building a 6.5 grendel for target and hunting i was considering a luth ar mba-3 idea to use a collapsible stock for target shooting but any way to help fit this into my Jeep would help.
2: Now, Reed, would a law tactical folder help him out? <laughs> well,
1: it would probably make it a little bit shorter, but I don't know that I would go that route if I was going to put it on a 6.5 Grendel. You know, I don't know. I think you know you're talking about you know putting together a 6.5 Grendel. You know, the question is, is you're going to go with a longer 22 or 24 inch barrel for your target esque? Um, approach, or is an 18-inch barrel going to work? I think if you're going to shave, you know, what is that, uh, four to six inches off the the length of your rifle and go with an 18-inch barrel, which in terms of performance and accuracy, is probably not going to leave you disappointed. Uh, I don't know that a collapsible stock is all you need, is is what you need. Um, But, you know, I don't know why you couldn't combine both of them, really, when it comes down to it. Um, in terms of target i'm not so much worried about the stock um,
3: yeah, as long as it's comfortable for you, mm-hmm. um, you, you you know you're using it right and if you're using it with a sling and you're putting pressure on the stock it's not really going to yeah. matter all that much when you, you get tension on there you don't, you don't have to worry about the slop in there
1: now i wonder if maybe the concern is for the adjustability but you know all heck right. with uh, some foam and some duct tape i think <laughs> there are a whole lot Beauty. more guys. The yeah, there's a whole lot more guys making combs out of some duct tape than than trying to find a stock that's going to give them some adjustable, you know, uh, height or length of pull. So, I I think a collapsible stock would be fine, but you know, the barrel might be where you can get another, you know, chunk of length off of it. So, I think that would definitely help you in your regard there. So, what do we have on the third one, Michael?
0: Finally. I haven't heard you guys say anything about Boyd's Woods furniture for ARs. I know it adds weight, but they look cool. Maybe these would get J.D. to build some of those imprisoned lowers he has. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that was so much a question as a statement, but I, I definitely wanted to get to it.
1: I think he's poking the bear. That's what I think. <laughs> eh, whatever. I say. I'm just I a
0: mean, messenger.
3: I've already got an AR with uh, wood furniture. It's
1: called a Mini-14. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, technically no, that's is, not an AR technically that's a grand
3: it is technically a grand um but uh the the Boyd's wood furniture is definitely very nice looking uh looking at it into it a little bit more it, it is going to add weight um but again at that point you're looking at something that's more aesthetic for your rifle uh, so you know you kind of choose the trade-offs that you want there do you want to go the super light rate, <coughs> weight rifle or you want the rifle that's exactly how you want it to look uh You know, it's a personal opinion thing at that point.
1: You know what my concern is with that furniture? It's that I am concerned about how delicate it is. You know, I'd hate to spend money on something that's going to crack or chip because, you know, I'm just a knuckle-dragging trigger monkey, and I'm going to go out there and bang the dang thing around when I'm at the range or out in the field or doing whatever. And I can't really abide by the idea that I'm going to build an AR and keep it in the safe or... Not build an AR and keep it in the safe.
2: <laughs> yes, JD, that was right. me poking the bear. Thank you, thank you. Um, now we're gonna go to the lightning round. We've got a couple more on Facebook. I know we're going a little long, but we'll we'll pound these out real quick. Uh, first up, read probably for you. Uh, Jim writes in. Looked at suppressors today. Any suggestions? Not looking for high end, just something to get started. Uh, it would be a two-two-three, Jim. You post frequently. I'm gonna say buy once, cry once. Reed. Reed, oh. you have
0: to actually read those out loud. <laughs> I
2: think uh, we lost Reed. Is Reed gone? Yeah, he 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 uh, he ran away. Okay, so here's the etiquette of the show. You're supposed to let us know. You're supposed to let <laughs> us know, Michael, when you step away. You'll note that I've right been here the whole time. Yeah, you know, thanks, Anthony and Michael, for your dedication to the show and <laughs> what you do. Reed, just the grumpy old man. Somebody probably walked across his lawn. And <laughs> he had to go out or front said, yelling at him, going, get off my lawn. Or said you know? something about not having iron sights on a rifle. You <laughs> probably had to go up and polish him real quick. Hey, are you ready for the question I just asked you? <laughs> yes. Okay, so, take two. We're not deleting any of that. Uh, Jim, (laughs) have you looked at suppressors today? Any suggestions? Not looking for high-end, just something to get started. Uh, It would be for 223. Jim, I'm going to say if you're going to pay a $200 tax stamp, uh, I would probably look for something you're going to be happy with for a long time. Reed, what do you think?
1: You know, um, I'm not going to really apologize for geeking out here, but have you guys ever watched... The Good Eats, Alton Brown, Food TV. You know, you don't get to be a fat man like me unless you can cook some food. But the guy talks about multi-use tools, right? Why are you going to buy a tool that only has one use? To me, the idea of buying a 5.56 can limits you to a very few uses. I like the Saker or a multi-use can of the same variety that can be hosted on a 5.56, that can be put on a 30 cal, that can be put on anything below that, and utilized in a number of different ways. And so I think you need to look at the thing that's going to give you the broadest application across the board. So um, a Saker is a good one. And I know that you can find a bunch of uh, varieties from other manufacturers in the same sphere. Uh, I like the idea. I have a, I have a 9 millimeter. Can that's rated for 300 blackout. Uh, there are some 9mm cans that are capable of um, shooting a lot of variety uh, uh, of calibers. Um,
2: what the is Omega The Mega 2 from Silencer Co.
1: Is it, is it the Harvester that goes up to
2: 338? Yeah. The harvester Big Bore. Uh,
1: 9mm is what? 355, 356. So if you had the right. Suppressor. You could go from there down to um, 338, and if it was highly rated, you know, get some of the Magnum calibers. You know, I I just think that if you're going to spend that much on something, that it should offer you the widest variety of uses. Because at the end of the day, it's $200 tax stamp. Uh, it's not like you can really find a secondary market for it without you know uh, you know taking it in the in the seat in terms of your resale value. So, I mean, just get something that's going to accomplish as many tasks as you can right out of the gate. Mm-hmm.
2: And I know it's, I know this sounds like a silencer co-commercial, but it's because I, I love their products and they stick by them and great company. Uh, but also the or uh, hybrid that they have from nine millimeter all the way up to 458 SOCOM 762 5563 under blackout. I mean, you've got a full range there that that one can would become a tool. So instead of, you know, you you could probably find something, you know, a little bit cheaper for the five, five, six, but for just a little bit more, man, you may be able to, uh, do something that, uh, you get more use out of down the road and save more money down the road.
1: Right. Right. Got another question.
2: Uh, Yeah. Sorry. All right. No, hold on a second. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well here, this one, this one's for Anthony. Anyway, you can go away. Um, Uh, also, from Jim, uh this one specifically for Anthony, uh, if I go with the suppressor, do I need to have an adjustable gas block? Is that a hassle?
1: Um, <laughs> oh, what are you saying?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, from my understanding the, the adjustable gas block uh is helped, I have shot a few suppressed rifles um and that is something that one of the people that i was whose rifles I was shooting was saying is that the adjustable gas block helps um Especially, you know, it blows, you know, a little bit gas. The gas in the system behaves a little bit differently uh, with and without the suppressor. So he's like, yeah, it helps, and it, you know, it can help tune it a little bit better whether or not you have the suppressor on. But uh, Reed would probably be able to give you a much better opinion. Yeah, but he went to
2: the bathroom or something. He's gone already. No,
1: that was the last time. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I thought you guys could handle this without having me hold your hands and lead you through the dang show, but I guess not. Sure. You're the matriarch of the show. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that a, an a adjustable gas block is very helpful if you're going to be shooting uh, your rifle suppressed. Yeah. You know, I think that people have experiences all across the board, and there's so many variables that can impact how their build is going to perform next to the you know other guy's build, but... It it really is kind of the equalizer if you find yourself in a position where you're trying to fine-tune your rifle or figure out why it's behaving one way or another. Um, I've got uh, two platforms uh, that I typically use my cans on, uh, and one of them has uh, an adjustable um, direct impingement, and the other one is uh, uh, an Adams Arms uh, uh, Piston and it has an adjustable it, – it, it's adjustable itself, and so that adjustment has made both of them far more enjoyable when it comes time to putting them to the test and getting them out there to shoot.
2: All right, last question. And, Reed, you have 30 seconds, uh, and Anthony, you have 30 seconds to answer it, okay? Because this is supposed to be the, the fast running the the round? round or whatever. The, well, who's the keeping time?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I am.
2: Are you falling down on the, the job?
1: Battery. Yeah, I didn't
2: hear a beep. I'm uh, calling right – did, did, did you buzz Indeed. me? Oh, sorry. Uh, Colin writes in. I wish I controlled the Google Hangout because I just boot him, but then <laughs> I'd have to beg him to come back. Uh, Colin writes in, real quick question. Two-point or one-point sling on a home defense AR? Anthony, go.
3: Uh, for me, personally, two-point. Um, I like the two-point sling better than the one-point sling, even though I have a sling like the Magpul sling that will do both. I use it more as a two-point
2: sling.
1: Uh, you know, home defense, I'm not really worried about a swing.
2: As long as he got his irons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like my irons. I'm good there.
2: All right, with that, uh, we're going to close it out. And before we go, I'll uh, give you a little glimpse of what we're expecting in 2017. Uh, we're teaming with uh, RTT to continue to do that rifle giveaway. Um, we, I think we're going to bring back, as we've lightly discussed it, uh, a the Builder Series, where we take a six-step process to build an AR. Some things have changed since the uh, last time we've done that. That was about two years ago, so we're going to crank one of those out this uh, spring, I think. Um, now, are we going to be able got-
1: to make you our test case? Are you going to be <laughs> the one whose rifle is being built in our six-part series? We sh-
2: should have JD put together the rifle.
1: At least one. I am one.
2: not willing to commit to that just yet.
1: I think you should commit. I think you should commit before our listening audience. I There's mean, you're not you're not scared, that are, are you? For that. You're not no, afraid not that if you build a rifle, even... you might feel compelled to build more, are you?
2: Just open up the No, I'm strictly them. a lower a lower collector. I will never complete the rifles. I will just. <laughs> That, that, save them and
1: miss my you're afraid that collecting lowers is the gateway you're afraid that if you go beyond a lower that you will be addicted to building rifles and those
2: lowers seven, will dwindle seven, Can you imagine 82 rifles built down um, I think there's a really good chance um, that my 308 could be involved in that um, depending on the timing it's gonna go get some it's gonna go get prettied up. Um, not,
1: I want to remind you that we are the AR-15 podcast, not the AR-10 or AR-308 podcast.
2: We're an AR platform show. We are non-discriminatory. <laughs> and you know what? I can do what I want since I don't take bathroom breaks in the middle of the show. And 95% <laughs> of the show guests and topics are booked by me. So I'm okay with the, with the 308 there, Bubba. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to have a good 2017. We're going to try to give away more rifles. Um, Not mine, but we're going to try to hook up with some companies and get some more rifles out there. Uh, Show sponsors coming on. We've had some interest. So if you want to uh, advertise with the show, uh, as we do just sit around here and talk like a group of friends, Um, we do have access to – Broadcast professionals that have have over 20, 30 years in the business to make uh, full 30, 60, 90 second spots for you and your company if you are interested and get involved with the AR-15 podcast, I promise you our prices uh, will pale in compared to what you're paying for magazine space for a tiny ad. And you will have exposure to some of the greatest AR fans on the planet. This listener audience is amazing. They show support for those that show support for the show. Uh, they're very interactive. And you can be a part of that by sponsoring uh, and advertising with the AR-15 podcast. If you are interested, drop me an email. Uh, JD.AR15podcast at gmail.com. That's jdar 15 podcast Dot com. If you have any questions, comments, or complaints, send them to read at ar15.podcast at gmail.com. That's ar15.podcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe and listen to the AR-15 podcast for free on iTunes and Stitcher. Please leave a review. It uh, helps show place higher for potential listeners. Share your pictures with us on Instagram We you go out shooting, we love seeing those uh, at AR 15 podcast, follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash AR 15 podcast. Uh, get involved with us there. Uh, a lot of the stuff that happens, we get out there first because we're only a once a week show. And sometimes we get uh, recording ahead of time. Like we're recording this early in December and you're hearing it the day after Christmas, hopefully black rifle Santa treated you well too. If he didn't, there's always black rifle Easter bunny around the corner. Um, <laughs> Check out the other great podcasts on the Firearms Radio Network. Don't forget to use the Brownells affiliate link uh, for all your AR-15 parts. You can check that out at firearmsradio.tv. Shout out to JW Military and Brass. Check them out. The uh, AR-P10 for 10% off quality once-fired reloading brass and AR-500 steel targets. And to RTT Firearms out of Lake Havasu City. Uh, The builder set, the lowers, the paint job on the rifle earlier this year. Seriously, Uh, Robert and Evelyn down there are huge supporters of the AR-15 podcast. We appreciate them. Uh, Let them know you guys uh, appreciate their support. With that, I've used all my words for the day.
1: Well, let me add a few more. You know, we have been growing by leaps and bounds this year. And so if we are one of your guilty pleasures, we want to ask you not to be ashamed to share with your friends that we're out here. We would love to grow the listenership even more. By doing so, we become attractive for those elusive guests that you all want to hear from because they want to talk to you guys. So please, share, pass on our podcast, let people know. Uh, Maybe we'll even have a bring a friend to your podcast listening day (laughs) event. So... Whatever you have to do, is your hobby too, and we're all here in the same thing, trying to have fun, trying to learn, trying to share information. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your holiday, and the next time you'll hear us, it'll be a new year. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. Take care.
0: This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network.
1: You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv.